Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Turfcast Podcast Full Time Show with me, Joe Redmond. And where's he gone? There he is, and Simon Townley. Um, not an exciting one, this one, unfortunately. Not a good mood one, unfortunately. Simon, sum that game up if you can. Well, obviously, it's not great, is it? You know, you don't want to get beat at home, um, especially when you're fighting for your lives. However, I'm not too deflated with it. I think the, the, the worry is thing for me was the fact that that was the only team we could really put out. Um, obviously, Maxwell come on, but he wasn't fit enough to play 90. And if we had the numbers, I don't think it would have been that way out. I think we had absolutely zero luck. Um, everything was falling to Martinez's hands, referees' decisions, 50-50 contentions, um, not making excuses. It wasn't good enough today, but I genuinely don't think they had more than four shots and got three goals in the first um, before they got their third goal. I genuinely don't see much threat from them until that point. In, but they just kept going in. That's what I go it's back to the no look. The first, yeah, again, I'm saying as you, not making excuses, but we didn't get much luck. But at the end of the day, they were just better than us. In every single department, they were better than us. We, we did okay in midfield in the first half. That was quite even in midfield. Interesting to see Jackson say he felt the first half was quite even. I still think Villa were the better side in the first half, to be fair. It's just that they were better than us, more clinical than us. Um, unfortunately, we were pretty poor. Um, the first goal, it was just a simple punt-up field, weren't it? They were just so much quicker than us. That, that was the problem. Their front three, we couldn't handle their front three. They were too fast. Ings, obviously, Watkins and the other chap, they were they were so quick. We couldn't handle them. That's how they scored their first goal, punt field. And we know from the Burnley days, when Danny Ings is on goal, it's going in. So we knew yeah. as soon as we were there. The second one, Dwight McNeil not tracking his runner. I was fuming when that one went in. Dwight McNeil stood there picking his arse, not tracking his runner. Um, and then they scored that goal. And the third one, it was at the other end of the pitch. Didn't really see it too much. I'd, I'd given up by then as well, to be fair. But yeah, for me, there were too many bad performances and a bad performance all, all round. 
Yeah, do you know what? He's probably not wrong there, mate. The um, the amount of individual performances that we've been highlighting over the last two or three episodes, saying this guy was exceptional today, this guy was on form, uh, Dwight is playing at his best, Robert's playing unbelievable. You know, th- they weren't the individuals today. Dwight, for all his efforts, to be fair to him, was the most attacking player we had. Um, I don't know what you thought of it, but I've, I genuinely don't understand that. I've said it before, actually, on here. I want to go away from the dash style of football, but sometimes just get the ball in the box isn't the worst idea. I felt like we didn't yeah. put the ball in the box enough. Charlie Taylor did it more towards the last five, ten minutes. Um, whether that's because he's got a confidence because someone like Eric Peters in, is, is in with him now, don't know. But I genuinely feel that sometimes it just needs better decisions. And I, I've said it on the turf and I'll say it again. If, if Chris Wood played like Valt Vegas has been doing, he would be getting booed by the Burnley fans. Is the shit yeah, someone put a tweet up. nowhere near. Someone put a tweet up saying, I don't want to be that guy, but Valvegos, we need to have a conversation about him. Um, he hasn't been good enough since he's come in, let's be honest. He started okay, but recently, I don't know. Um, unfortunately, I've had to put a villa crest on screen because this is something I want to talk about. And we do find that these streams don't tend to do as well when Burnley get beat. So the only people in the chat are Villa fans at the minute and a Forest fan. Um, but a Villa fan as well. Uh, but losing Tarkovsky could be huge for us. Apologies about my internet and my camera. It's a bit shit today. I don't know why. Um, he's, ham- he's got an hamstring. So issue, according to Alex James. Yeah. So if it is a six weeks full or a tear, you're not going to see him again this season. I mean, that is that is a big blow as anything. That That's a bigger blow as losing the game, losing Tarkovsky if we have to. Well, I was thinking it myself. I mentioned it to Louis uh, on turf. I said, Do we, have we ever actually been without both of them? Has, has there been a time... I don't think there's more than one. Yeah, game start of not our last season, not season before. We had Jimmy Dunn and Kevin Longer back. At Leicester yeah, away. So, uh, we got beat four. Been a while, anyways. So I'm, I'm, I'm definitely concerned if we don't have Tarky back. I think that we need. I just think we need today if we're going to Villa, which we are in like a week or so, just over. Um, Thursday, you week can't play with four four two. You cannot play with Ashley Barnes up without Vegos. I know that I went no. for um, Vegos, but. Barnes were no better, unfortunately. Uh, them two together do not work. No, well, we tried it. It don't work. Move on. It, uh, how bad is Jay's injury? I'm not sure. I've not heard much about it. But no, same. If looking on reflection now, I mean, obviously, you, you don't know these things until you try them. But I definitely would go with four or five one away at theirs and play about on his own up top. Uh, maybe try and get two higher players behind him in, in, in attacking midfield sensors, but. I definitely, definitely would not play them two up top. No, I won't, I won't do it again at all. I think we tried that one, it didn't work. There was a little part of me when I saw it that thought, all right, Barnes has done well in his last few games. Um, I'm not, I love Ashley, but I don't want him starting in 2022 in the Premier League. You know what I mean? That just shows a lack of investment over the last few years, to be honest. But I did, when I see him on the starting lineup, I thought, um, you know, hopefully they can shithouse the way. Beyond Mings or whatever, but it, obviously it wasn't the case. They just weren't good enough at the end of the day. David Elliott's in the chat. I think he's the only Burnley fan I've seen comment. Oh, no, I've seen Martin comment, actually, as well. So it's good to see you, Martin. But David Elliott's in the chat. He says, frustration could be seen in the defence after the first goal. Need to keep composed and keep fighting. I, I do... I, 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 I like that comment because I do think in the second half there wasn't much fight in them. I don't know if the, the first half were taken out of them and they'd not given up, but you know what I mean? They thought, well, we've lost this game, so we need to... We need to move on, but I do feel like there was no fight in that performance in the second half. Is that harsh or is that fair? I think the the fight 
was almost dragged out of us by the, the referee, the way they played, the slowing it down. Martinez, you know, give a shot. Sorry, I didn't hear that. No, I didn't mean to. I did, I did it on purpose. Oh, sorry, man. Um, Martinez, you know, as much as we can criticise him, the gameplay that he had were spot on. It, they frustrated us. They got referee decisions. Tarkovsky were bollocking. Like, obviously, me and you sit at the same side. Tarkovsky were bollocking the defenders on that first goal. Uh, and it, it weren't too much more impressive in the second goal either. And, it, you know, he were, it were a good little battle between him and Watkins. So, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like, it's a shame that it ended the way it did in the battling because it were a good little battle between them two, especially in front of Southgate who's watching them. Yeah, uh, um, yeah, I think Watkins obviously got the goal. So I think Tarkovsky played all right, to be fair, into the injury. But I do feel like the the fullbacks I thought were both not as good no, as we've no. seen. T- T- no, like, no. With Roberts, like, I, I think Roberts is a miss. I know he gets a lot. Bur- a lot of Burnley fans like Roberts, and you know he's been class recently. Um, but Taylor, I was just so surprised to see him put that performance today. He's been nothing but solid for well seasons upon seasons. He's had a few mismatch games, but I thought today he were quite poor. Um, yep. Adrian Zedits is in the chat. He says Cornish has started. Obviously, he's he's had an injury the one, and but hundred percent he starts next game. He came on. Well, you know what? Do, do we start in next game or do we wait until Villa? We will do, but I'm I'm same as you. I'm thinking we desperately need him for for points that are probably easier to gain at other venues than the Spurs. So I I think yeah. I'd probably rest him. Play you know what? Play a Barnsley against Spurs where you're not expecting all and see if you can get a free kick foul, frustrate the life out of that type of team. But Vegos, for me, he, he he I don't know, he's on borrowed time now with my with our sort of tolerance to him. Yeah, he I think it doesn't help himself. Because he gets so frustrated so easily. And then when he gets taken off, obviously he didn't get taken off today, but we saw it again against Watford. When you he gets what? taken off, he has his paddy. That's a great point, that, because I mentioned that to Robbie. He's the one who's throwing his boots down when he gets taken off and he's having a right stress at everybody. As soon as that third substitution we made today, he walked the rest of that match until the yeah. goal. And then he, he had a rocket up his arse then. But until that point, I thought... You can't kick off that you're not being played 90 minutes and then walk for the last 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just quickly brought the league table in for those of you watching on YouTube. Of course, if you are watching on YouTube, you've only just joined. It is available as a podcast as well after the game. So if you're watching, sorry, listening on the podcast and you want to see the league table and things like that, head to YouTube, subscribe. Actually, one more thing. If you are watching now, there's only 17 here because we've lost. People aren't that interested. It's annoying. Um, Give us a like, give us a subscribe if you haven't already, because we're only 10 subscribers away from 1,000 now. So we need to get to that target. Get to that target, then we'll crack on. Uh, anyway, the league table is on your screen now. If you are already subscribed, just like. Hey, obviously, algorithm. Future, uh, league table is on your screen now. So obviously, nothing has changed because everything haven't played. These haven't played, and we've got them beaten. Um, but it doesn't look, it looked great. It looks better than what it did six weeks ago. But now. You know, I want to bring a comment up that I've heard a few people say. A few people have said, oh, well, if Leeds get beat tomorrow, it don't really matter. You know, we can write this game off. That's what a lot of shite. Leeds, have, Leeds can earmark their two winnable games as, for me, Brighton at home, who are good but still winnable, and Brentford away, again, who are good but still winnable. A Villa, for as good as they are, where we were, we were playing them today and earmarking that as a potential win. So I, I, don't, I, I can't see us being able to, to write this one off. You're shaking your head, though. Yeah, no, sorry, I, I, I'm not 100% with that. I don't think that I look at them two games, especially the way Brighton are playing at the minute. I was, I was just commenting on that, how good their football is. Brentford got another victory yeah. today, I think. Bat at Southampton, right, I think. Yeah, yeah um, I know Southampton are an indifferent side, but so are Leeds. 
And yeah, I think they that, give up Southampton. They've hundred percent give up. Uh, but I, I genuinely think that. In my opinion, I, I was one that said it as well. As long as them two lose tomorrow, we're in no worse of a position as we were today. Um, I still think the games that we've looked at... I said four points to you last week. Uh, I'm still seeing four points and it's getting harder, I obviously. I can't see him getting... That's the thing that I can't I can't see us getting. I said six, just yeah. to be sure. To be sure. I can't see where we get four points now from now. We might beat Newcastle on the last day of the season because they've given up or whatever. But we're not going to win at Villa. We're not going to win at Tottenham. So I can't see where the points are coming from. No, well, obviously, we've got, we've got to try and nick a, a draw there. And then if um, at Villa away, and if we can beat Newcastle at home, I, I, I still think it's doable. I mean, I can't understand the life of me still to this day, how Chelsea did not win that game against Everton. And then I would be in a much more comfortable position uh, emotionally than I am right now. But I still have faith that we have... It's in our hands at the end of the day. Mathematically, still in our hands to do it. We we just got to... We have had to get a bit of luck. And today, we didn't get any luck at all. Absolutely none. Um, Corner with yeah. a great finish at the end gives us a bit of hope that with the right team selection for the games going forward, we would see a different sort of Burnley. Today, we we were all over the place. And if Tarky's not back, then I am concerned. That that like I said, that, that I feel is a bigger blow than losing the actual match. If if we are respect to Kevin Long, but no no Premier League club, hopefully the camera comes back on soon. There we go. No Premier League club should be having to play Ashley Barnes and Kevin Long. Like Ashley Barnes, love him, he's been fantastic for us, but you know, he's not the same player he was. We, the, the lack of investment was staggering today. They we brought on Eric Peters, they brought on Coutinho. Yeah, well, do you know what? Matt Jackson was the under-23s manager. Now, this might be the perfect time to say, do you know what? We are desperate for numbers, but Dwight McNeil was once a reserve player that got a chance because of injury, and look what we made out of him. Who's to say that we can't just dip down into the under-23? He knows them better than absolutely anybody. So why not say, do you know what? We are low on numbers, but a couple of you boys need to step up now if you want to play. We've still got ways and means, by the way, because we have played Corny up top. Before now, I'm not saying it works, but we have played him up top. I still think Roberts is a right midfielder. He's never seen a right back um, or he's a right wing back. But obviously, we don't play that way. So you could put Lawton in behind him. You could put Eric Peters on the left-hand side and put Dwight in behind. Up, um, I've always been a big fan of this idea of putting Dwight as a number 10 um, behind. Yeah, you mentioned that a lot. So I, I, I still think there's ways and means with the 11s that we've got. The defensive part is, is the only thing now that's making me nervous. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, some performances then, because there's some people now in the comments as well, the numbers are starting to go up. Maybe people have stopped being as depressed and they actually want to have a therapy session. Thrill, Flat, Thrill Fly says, on the positive, Pat McNeil was classy in my opinion. It was okay going forward at best, but defensively it was very, very poor. Yeah, going forward, he, he, one of them players, that I've said it before, even when we were getting criticism when Dash was in charge, that... There's not many other players that can take us 60 yards up a pitch from box to box. He can take us. Uh, and, I, and I looked at him today, and, I, and in an attacking sense, I said it to my dad actually next to me, that put Dwight McNeil in this villa side and look how good he would look. You know, if he had the freedom to sort of just be an attacking player, I think, uh, yeah, I agree with what he's saying. I think he, he did look class in parts, is what I'd add to it. Yeah, sorry, little boy's ruined the stream again, just like he did last week, but we love him, don't we, David? <laughs> uh, 
Um, but yeah, it, it, I agree with everything you said. I was listening. He, he is the only player with Corner being off the bench that will get us 30, 40 yards up the pitch. So he is important to the side as much as he can frustrate him. But he should have squared that pass to Barnsley. I've not seen it back, but from where I was sat, it looked like a clear pass to Barnsley. For some reason, he's tried to go for a goal himself and it was a very, very, very tame effort. And he, he, he should have picked the runner up for the second goal. So as good as he is... In, in parts and going forward, then he, he makes too many mistakes for me. Um, but I thought it was all right. But quickly, um, David says Dwight man of the match, actually. So that's another one. Who are your man of the match, mate? You know what? He's not far off Dwight. I do, I do agree that Dwight was class in parts. And I, and I, like I say, I go back to the point that I made to my dad that you put Dwight McNeil in a better side, um, he won't get the criticism he gets. Unfortunately for Burnley, he has, two, he has a lot of jobs to do because we are a team that needs to defend a lot. But um, yeah. yeah, I do agree. I think he he was up there. Um, and to be fair, mate, can you argue a case from from many others? No, I, I was thinking. I don't know who. I did think that when I was coming off. I don't think anybody actually deserved it. Mainly because Dwight did do well going forward, but there was still the errors in there that for me would have taken it away from him if somebody else are thinking. Uh, somebody else are playing. Sorry, I read a comment out. And I'll tell you what. We'll go deeper into this Veghorst issue then, Simon, because you mentioned it. Someone I've seen mentioned it on Twitter. Now Mick H has mentioned it. He says, what are you lads thinking about Veghorst now? How can we get the best out of him? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's just not good enough for the Premier League. I'm not sure. Because from what I've seen of him so far, and I got criticised for saying this not long ago. However, at the same time, I do feel that we are the way we play doesn't get the best out of him. Um, but he's had a quite long run in the team now. And my issue with him is, is he seems too slow. Like, there's been so many balls that have gone to him and he's just nowhere fucking near him because he's too slow. And I think his lack of pace is quite a worry for me. I'm not going to sit here and say he needs to be dropped just yet because who's going to win for him? Vidra's out for the season, by the look of things. So I've been told, apparently, he's got something with his knee pretty bad and we're never going to see him in a burn shirt again. Jay's injured. And then that's why we're starting Barnes up top. I'd have Vegas and, and Corny up top for Villa away. And or maybe you said you might want to go 4 5 one. That's fair enough. But it's, I don't know. It doesn't seem to work with anybody. It doesn't seem to work with our style and work with any striker we have. Yeah, four, like I said, 4 5 1 or a 4 4 1 1, you know, with the Dwight behind him, like I said. But yeah. I do think that Vegos, as much as he can whinge and moan about it, he needs to be a target man. You don't see any other club, like every club has a target man. Uh, even even it's the best. It's not his game, though, is it? It's not his game, but that. He's not fast enough to be the other game either, so he needs to adapt. He, yeah, you can't... I, think, I think he's better off just as a porcher in the box because of all the stuff I've seen of him from the Bundesliga, they were like, there are a few dinks over the keeper where he was through on goal. I don't know how he did that because the defenders must have been fucking slow in the Bundesliga. But all the other goals are like snapshots in the area so where teams play high and are always quite high up the pitch. We don't seem to do that. We're either counter-attacking or we're pinging balls in the box, and neither of them are his game. So how else do we? How else? How else do we get the best out of him? Like Paul just said, when I put on screen, we get the best out of that getting the ball to his head rather than his feet. And I agree with that. But we played the it's... ball around the feet today all the game when we should have been oofing it in in parts. He, he even at his feet, he doesn't. It's not like he's got a turn and a shot on him. He did one turn and a shot today, and he got an oom from the crowd. And I don't know how, because it was halfway between corner flag and goal. I saw that. Uh, it, obviously, you sitting near me, and it, it yeah. was obvious it were going miles wide. Miles wide. Where we sat. 
and he got an ooh, and I'm like, are you for real? Uh, anyway, I, I just think he needs to adapt his game. He can't just keep thinking that he is this thing when he, he's not fast enough to be that player. Like that, That's the be-all and end-all of it. Um, and Chris Wood got <clears throat> like hung out to dry when we sold him. And I'm not being funny. But Honestly, we... don't worry. I, th- I think that the tide is turning on Big Horse already. Chris Wood didn't get hung out to dry as so- soon as he came. It took a few... Season yeah. really, we would it, and I, th- I think I think it's turned quicker on Valt than it is on Wood. Yeah, I, d- I just think that you know square pegs round all, and, he, and I don't know what shape he is right now. Is he a square peg or a round peg? He's more triangular, if I'm brutally honest. I'm going to say maybe he's a triangle peg. To be honest, yeah. Ian Wilkinson said he's not had a consistent partner with him up front. Jay was the best partnership for him. I do agree with that. I feel like him and Jay works better than anybody. Vidya, little bit. Because obviously they got the assist and worked together, but all game before that, both of them were quite poor against the, who were it when we just scored Wolves. Uh, was it Wolves? I can't remember. But I thought they were both quite poor that game, apart from that little moment. And, and we did that when we played against Man United. He did that fucking sick turn where he took McTominay and Maguire out of the game. That's the best thing he's done in the Burnley shirt, really. You so know it, it's a weird one. I know it's a funny old comparison, but you know, there's bigger, better players that have come from Germany. Come like Werner, for example. It, Chelsea, it took, it took him forever to get involved in them goals. Look at Joel Linton from um, at Newcastle. They had to put him in centre midfield to get a player out of him. So, so I'm just saying that, you know, he, he might think he's a striker and he might have this good ability, but he's not fast enough. So he needs, he needs to adapt his game or move him. Yeah, there's a Villa fan in the chat, and I've already put a Villa crest on screen. We've just got dicked off from 3-0. I'm not doing it again. But he says, not many Bundesliga players adapt to the Premier League in Settler. We had the same with Bailey. Yeah. Uh, And that kind of responds well to what Simon's saying and the comment that is on screen. And again, that's a a fucking German, Chris. What what, what is it with all these random... Get Burnley Chris on your pictures, boys. But Paul James says, he has work to do himself. There's very little time on the ball in the Premier League and the Bundesliga, so he needs to adapt. I think that is the main thing. I think he's not adapting to the Premier League very well yet. And someone above that, Phil Fly, said maybe... Valt would suit the championship better. You get even less time on the ball in the championship. So if he ain't going to work in the fucking Premier League, he ain't going to work in the championship. But what were your thoughts on the relegation battle now, Simon? Are you feeling we are... Obviously not down. I don't want to say down, but obviously it's not looking as, as good as it did earlier, did it? No, like I go back to what I said earlier, that in my opinion, defensively, is there's my biggest concern now. It, it's not... Have we got enough compared to the other teams? It's it's taken out of our hands in some ways because of the injury to Tarkovsky, the Ben Me. You know, it's getting harder and harder. But then if we're going to use that as an excuse, Leeds have got a bigger list than us. So we've just got to sort of deal the cards that we dealt. But I do think that I've just got a feeling one of them two are going to capitulate. And and as long as we can nick a win somewhere, we might, you know, four points. I said it all along. You said six. You never know. Three might do it. That's a great freeze. Is he back? Is he back? He's back. Right, there we go. I muted it as well, so it like the whole thing had frozen. Uh, yeah. It was just the camera, but I muted it because Parker was shouting. Um, yeah, I just don't know where we're getting them four points from now. And I know, it, I know, I'm, I know it's reactionary because this time last week I thought we we're going to win every single game between now and the end of the season. But when you put in a performance like that, my only my only hope is that performance has given them a kick up the arse. Because yeah, you me, they look like they needed it today. Might have, you know what? They might even be burnt out. They've got three wins on the bounce. 
Uh, things weren't going the way. Frustrations were kicking in, definitely. Like, you've seen it from Tarky's reaction. Um, Vout looked like he was blowing, but I don't know how he, he, he managed to survive the nine I think uh, I think that were a poor judgment. No one to bring on for him. But I know I know they took Barnes off, but I don't know. I, I don't think Barnes and Corney isn't really a, a, a strike partnership that sounds like it would work. I know Barnes <laughs> and Vout didn't work, but Barnes and Corney, could you imagine the cultural differences between the two? I can't imagine that working. Barnes, you know, he gets a lot of stick and he got a lot of stick again today. I was live on TikTok for Parker Store before and people, the main comment was, well, the only comment I got on TikTok, if I'm being honest with you, um, was, I hope Barnes fucked off soon. I can't be asked with him. And I, th- I thought he did, he never did anything like in terms of an actual striker that you want him to do. But it was the same sort of thing that you expect from Ashley Barnes, being a Newton, throwing himself to the floor, getting the free kicks. We just couldn't take advantage of the free kicks like we did against Watford. So I'll probably get a stick for this because a lot of people seem to hate him now. It's cool to hate Barnes. But I thought he did okay for the reason why he was there. The actual striker, who was Veghorst, like he was there to score the goals and, and stuff like that. He didn't do his job, but Barnes was doing his job, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, this is another frustration. It's like, there was a handful of times we put the ball in the box and it were ping-pong in there. That they, they were dealing with it. It were getting deflections. It were bouncing. And then we just stopped doing it. And I just think when you've got a Barnes on the pitch, you put it in the mixer and let him cause chaos. He caused chaos when he came on last week. Um, exactly. He turned, he, he, he turned the game on his head last week. He did. And, and I think that when you've got Barnes on the pitch and you, you're trying to play it down... The, well, another, another thing that annoys me is that like you said about the wing backs today, it's like all Both of a sudden, why, why are they not? Why have they just become adapted to an inverted run all of a sudden? Like, they were so narrow, uh, Villa, they were so compact that we kept spraying the ball that wide and there were no one within 20 yards of these players and then they just wait and they wait and it's like, and then they go backwards to Collins. And I just think that right, why are you not driving down the line anymore? Why have you come afraid? There was, there was a, yeah, yeah, you're spot on. There was a lot of that. There was a lot of oh, we're in a good position. Ah, oh, you're taking too long. Back to Collins. Back to Pope. Yeah, it's like it was a part of the game plan because it was that apparent because of the lack of it. It's just like there were too many times for me that Robert should have drove the ball down the line, got a throw in again. I, I reiterate, I don't want to go always like the dash football, but sometimes being sixty yards further up the pitch better than Collins having it at his feet at the edge of his own box. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It was poor all round. Second half, though. Um, we've mentioned it a little bit. Not much fight. Do you think you said there that, that maybe you know they're a bit burnt out? Everything I've got, I think it's five games in 14 days. Hopefully they burn out. It's just it's one of them. I don't know. I just can't the see where, football. It is, it is, but they've got they've got the points against Chelsea. If they win again tomorrow, then yeah, we're up shit creek. I, I can't see Leeds winning at Arsenal. You know what? If, if we get dicked at home to Villa 3-0 and Leeds go to Arsenal and win, fair play to Leeds. They deserve to stay up. We don't if we're getting dicked and, and they're winning their games. But it's... I don't know. I, I don't want to go over it again because the, every single podcast I've shown that we do is just me going, oh, well, this could happen, that could happen, blah, blah, blah. It's just one of them. I just... I would like your positivity right now because you always seem to feel like we can Leicester City have a point, have a reaction, and their fans are going to expect a reaction after this week's uh, crushing, if you will, of uh, not getting to that final. I think that they they thought they had one hand on the trophy, in my opinion. I think that they will expect a reaction, and their players are young players that tend to react when they get something like this happening. Um, yeah. 
So I'm hoping for a reaction myself from the Leicester players. Arsenal are desperate to get back in that Champions League spot um, and they've got a real good chance of getting it. So I expect Arsenal to put out a full determined squad to get that fourth spot. Uh, and I think they'll see Leeds as the next sort of victims, if I'm brutally honest. And then, it, like I said, let's have this podcast maybe tomorrow night after the results. I'm working, so I can't. But after the results, and then see what your reaction would be then, because you, it's just tomorrow is such a big day for us. Yeah, tomorrow is a massive day for us. I am not working. No, I am working. I'm working at eight o'clock. Um, I could have done something, but I don't know if I can be asked due to family stuff. Um, but Paul James basically reiterates what you're saying. That's why I brought it on screen there. He says, I think we will know a lot more after tomorrow. And yeah, I agree. Although, Ujala, who's got um, uh, a, a Robin as his picture, uh, says Absolutely. Leicester will be knackered after Thursday defeat. So it's it's one of them. It can go either way. As you're saying, yeah. they, they'll have a point to prove. Yes, I can see both arguments. Yes, they could be knackered. It was in Roma as well, weren't it? Which is unfortunate. Well, of Rome. Um, so it can go either way, but we played West Ham after they played in was it Marseille, Nice, wherever they played before their quarter final. Um, and we didn't beat them. So if, if Everton do go to Leicester and beat them when we couldn't beat West Ham after their quarter final, then again, they deserve to stay up. But it's it's so many permutations, so many differences. It's it's going to be interesting, yeah. I mean, you, you, you learn more about people in defeat, don't you? And obviously, this is Mark Jackson's first defeat. Uh, let's see what he does now. Will he let the team have such a free reign on it as he says he's been doing? He says he's been letting them make the decisions. They're all professionals, etc. Let's see what he does as a reaction everything to this now because you can't send that team out blind against Spurs. You need, no, you need I, there needs to be a game yeah. plan. You know what? I, I know you said there. I know. I know you're not exactly saying you said he sent the team out blind today. I know that's not what you're saying, but somebody did say on Twitter. And somebody else put earlier, and I can't find a comment. I were going to mention it at the time. There we go. It was Ojeda, the Robin boy. Okay. Uh, I don't understand why we're so open. Dash will play defensively for at least the first 20 minutes. Those people saying on Twitter, like, oh, this is because we don't have a manager, blah, blah, blah. You know, we need more direction. It's one of them. Do, do you feel that it would have been different with Dash here today? Um, we've won, we've won I'd like four, to three games three yeah. more season, to be fair. I'd like to have thought so. I don't think we'd have had... Well, we've we've gone... Personally, we've dissected this game and we've both said that the wing-backs weren't doing enough defensively. Um, and they're not even wing-backs, so I don't know why we refer to them as that. And then that, that stupid goal through the middle, which Danny Ings gets, should not happen at any manager, never mind other dash. Yeah, so, it would just... It would, I, I do feel that that was just a pace problem but we know Villa have got pace we know how good Danny Ings is we know if he gets through on goal he's scoring a goal you know he's got pace you know when Deere and, and Watkins have got pace why our defensive line was so hard throughout the game is beyond me yeah well, it's not, it, it wasn't good enough um, and maybe it's just one of them games you know like I don't know but let, let's put it this way we got turned over against bloody Norwich and won three games on the bounce after that so let's see what happens yeah, yeah, I agree. And that feels like a pretty good way to end it. Obviously, I'll just bring up one more card. Oh, fly over, Fred. It's good to see you back in the chat, mate. I know you've only joined. And for those of you that have just joined as well, just to let you know, the podcast will be out in about half an hour after the, the I was going to say full-time whistle, but after the end of the show. Uh, and of course, the, the video stays on YouTube as well. 
So for you to watch at your ledger, but Flyover Fred says Villa were quicker to every single ball, far better, more expensive players than us. Not sure a manager makes much difference with all these issues. I, I, I agree in a sense, but also in a sense, we've just mentioned the defensive line was too high. I feel like a, a bit more direction, and that could have been a little bit different. But I do just want to reiterate before I do leave, we are now currently on 992 subscribers. 992. We need eight more subscribers to hit the 1,000 mark. And we all know the 1,000 mark is a big tick on YouTube. And we need 4,000 watch hours, but we know we've got that. So get eight, um, eight people, eight people here who aren't watching. Subscribe now. Simon, you want to talk? Well, yeah, I just wanted to sort of go back to the earlier comment where you said Brighton for Leeds winnable game, currently winning 4-0 against Man United. Yeah, and they are a very good side, Brighton. I'm not saying they're not a good side, but you've got to fancy your chances. Anybody in the Premier League against anybody who isn't in the top six at home. That's why I had earmarked today against Villa as a winnable game. Yes, they have better players than us, not a better side, but you've got to fancy chances against anybody outside the top six at home. So we need Arsenal to win tomorrow. Then we need Chelsea to not fucking fuck it up like they did against Everton. Then we need Brighton, and then we need Brentford. If Leeds don't pick a point between here and the end of the season... Then we safe. So we could be in the exact same position this time tomorrow. So yeah, you would think that we will be. Maybe Everton will get a result, but Leeds are the team that are my main concern, if I'm being honest with you. But unless there's anything else you want to add, Simon? No, all good. I'll catch the last 10 minutes of this uh battering at the minute from Brighton. No, what what is wrong with Man United? What is wrong with that football club? Absolute shambles. Villa fans in the chat, I'll look before I go, he says, I can't have brought the Villa Crest on screen again after they've dicked us, but fingers crossed if it doesn't go your way tomorrow. Cheers, mate. i tell you what you can do as a favour. Don't turn up Villa Park next Thursday. There you go. If you want us to sit up, mate, tell Gerald to not turn up. But thank you to everybody watching. Thank you to Simon for coming on. Thank you to all the commenters. And if you haven't already, please subscribe. And if you haven't already, please like the video because it really does help the YouTube algorithm. The podcast will be out within half an hour. Uh, and the next thing that we do will be the pre-game show before the next game. So cheers and we'll see you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.